Hey everybody, it's the Drive to School podcast. The school year's right around the corner and we are thrilled to have Michelle Bauman, the director of Why for Life back with us. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me back. And I am so excited to be talking to all of you guys out there heading back to school because what a big day, right? What a big month this is for high school and college students in particular as they're heading back to school. Um, sometimes moving out of the house for the first time, there's lots of, lots of things going on. So um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's a busy time of year for sure. Um, but it, it also comes with, you, you mentioned we're going to talk about worry and I just yeah. can't think of a better time to do it. Um, so <laughs> worry, uh, I yeah. guess we need an introduction to it, sadly. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we all, we all fall prey to worry, right? So we're all, we have moments in our lives where we worry. And sometimes those moments in the lives become big moments, right? Uh, they become re repetitive or elongated um, because, because they don't seem to have an end goal, right? We might even say that some worry becomes anxiety, anxiety that is, that is more long-term, that's going to affect our lives uh, long-term. So we wanna look at that as a life issue today, um, not only because worry worry affects us on it, you know, just individually, um, but worry sometimes can, can um, cause us to make decisions that aren't going to support life, right? That aren't beneficial for us, uh, especially if we couch our worry or try to hide our worry in things that are unhealthy, you know, like um, not addressing uh, what we need to address for the worry, but also maybe trying to hide in medicines, right? Medications um, or alcohol or um, activities that <laughs> are not going to be um, life-affirming activities, right? Uh, Self-harm, those other things. So sometimes worry becomes so engrossing that it becomes um, an, an issue that we need, we need help with, right? Um, we need, we need um, medical help with. And so my hope today is that we can talk about worry um, and, and address it so that we can get that help before we need the medical help, right? Before we need um, to, to have other people intervene uh, in our lives. So, so yeah, so worry. Worry is ultimately a first commandment issue, right? <clears throat> it is not trusting in God as, as our savior. It's not leaning on him. And the truth is, um, we all experience it. It's not just a youth issue. Um, I confess, uh, I had some worry this last, this last week. Um, I was going in for some surgery and I was very concerned about it and worried about it for a couple of days. And uh, thanks be to God, I am married to someone who kept on reminding me of the truth that God is there to hold my burdens, right? So Christ who um, took on the whole sin of the world, who carries that heavy burden, is also willing to take on the small burdens, right? The smaller burdens, like our worry, um, to, to carry that on his shoulders and to, to affirm um, that, that we are not alone and uh, that he has everything in his control and that he is going to um, not only affirm, uh, but uphold our lives. So, so yeah, so first of all, we all experience it, right? Um, because we're sinful. But then how we address it, um, how we define it, how we 
um, respond to it is really important because there's kind of two ways. One, we can go the world route and we can depend on ourselves. Or, you know, we see that in like self-help books, right? Um, where we, we turn in on ourselves and say, oh, what can I do? I've got to pull up my bootstraps and just keep on going, right? Uh, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't be worried about this. Or um, I'm going to do something to change it. And, and you know, it's not bad to, um, to recognize that maybe some of our attitudes need to change. But a dead person can't change uh, can't change his life, right? And so I, I say a dead person because that's what we are in our sins, right? We are dead. Um, and so we really cannot by ourselves decide, I'm just not going to worry anymore. There's, that's impossible, right? So, um, at, yeah, it, it's, uh, you're, you're weaving together something wonderful because we were dead in our sins, but you're going to keep going in Ephesians that we're, we're made alive in Christ Jesus. I got a hunch. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it really actually, though, it points something out to me about just what worry is that, um, so worry is, uh, somebody told me it, it's, it's your imagination used for evil. Um, it, it's that, that there are not all, not all creation gets to have an imagination. The idea to like, think about a thing that's not there. Like my right. dog, I need to actually show him, uh, the toy. Uh, he's, he's not just like thinking about it and, and wondering we've been given imagination that we would conceive of the promises of God, that, that we would, you said, have a first commandment issue that we would fear, love, and trust in him above all things. And so when we, as sinners struggle with the first commandment, we start to use our imagination as if God was not real or making good promises to us. We're returning to the death in sin with worry. Absolutely. So then the answer to that isn't try harder, is it? No, right. I mean, try harder just leads us right back to where we were, right? right? So what we need to do, you know, unfortunately, we, we, we hear messages in the world. We'll just, just internally uh, talk to yourself, um, have positive self-talk. Okay. Again, um, what needs to be said to us actually is what, what God says to us, right? So we have been made alive in Christ and God has so many powerful and wonderful messages for us that counter that worry, right? He reminds us that we are loved, uh, in, um, in Luke, which was the reading for, for, uh, this last Sunday, he reminds us that he not only cares for the birds and the lilies, right? But that he also cares for us. We are so much more important. And if he numbers their days, uh, he also uh, not only numbers our days, but cares for our days, um, that he has counted the number of hairs on our head, that he knows us intimately and he knows exactly what we need and that he will provide that for us, right? So even when we receive bad news, even when we're scared about who we're gonna sit with at lunch, God is already there in our future. God is already ready to provide for us the friend we need, right? Or, or the, um, the experience we need uh, to, to be affirmed. Um, and it, it's, not, it, it's in little things and it's, in, and it's in big things, right? So when we're heading off to college and we're going to be living uh, away from home for the first time, God goes with us. He's already prepared that trip. Uh, with you, right? to walk alongside you. Uh, if we're worried about about grades, or we're worried about professors that we've never met, or teachers, or will we be able to succeed? Um, whatever that future holds, God is already there, right? He doesn't promise that everything is going to go perfectly, but He does promise that that He will uphold us and that that He will make all things new. 
And what we need to hear then is God's word. So we, we don't repeat what we would say. We don't repeat uh, self-talk that is positive from ourselves. We repeat what God says to us, what, what God's word says to us. That's such an important thing. You, you said we need to hear. Um, and, and so I think a lot of times we get caught up with worries because we think don't worry means don't think. And like, I don't know how to not think. That's the problem with worry is that I just keep thinking about the thing over and over again. Um, instead of not thinking, uh, hear, hear it in a different frame of reference. Instead of thinking about it as if God would abandon you, think about it as if God would prom- keep his promises to you. And, and to do that, you're going to need to hear the promises. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you hear those promises? Well, (laughs) Sunday morning, right? You hear them in church. You hear them when you read the word of God. You hear them uh, through family and friends who affirm you um, as as Christ has, right? Who remind you of who you are in Christ. Our identities um, were formed uh, from the beginning, right? Our identities from the, the moment that we are created in our mother's womb, from the moment that that's that zygote exists, we have an identity. And that is an that is a, a child of God who is loved by God, created by God, and redeemed by his son. And we know that baptism forms our identity as well, right? Uh, makes us part of the family of God, brings us in as a son or daughter, a brother or sister to Christ, a son or daughter to God himself. Uh, and a brother or sister to Christ. So our identities, those things are permanent. Hmm. Those things, those things don't go away with the social group that we interact with, or whether or not we make the basketball team, or whether we get an A or a C or a D, right? Uh, our, our identities are, are are permanent, and those are the things that we need to be reminded of uh, when we feel worry. Um, and we're ultimately trusting in ourselves and or questioning our future, we, we go back to that identity that God has given us and to the promises he has given us and to the hope he has given us because his hope is certain. I mean, you said it, right? It, it's, it's thinking about and remembering the promises that God has given us and that he will fulfill. That, that changes the, the shape of things, too. You, you mentioned, you know, just sort of um, the identity, that the, this unchangeable thing. Um, and, and worry chips away at this. Like, it, it, it makes mountains out of molehills. It makes that one thing into something enormous, when in reality, it can't change who you are in Christ. It, it's sort of reordering then how I look at the world so that the things that I think are big are actually the right size again. And the things that I think are little, like God's promises, are actually, again, the right size again. <laughs> That's, right. that's, that's huge. Um, so if you're worrying, um, you, you get to go and hear these things, but what do you maybe do uh, if somebody comes to you who is worried? Where, where can you point them? Yeah, so, so first of all, you, you affirm that they are loved, right? And you speak the words of God to them uh, rather than, you know, it's going to be okay. Well, yeah, it is going to be okay. Uh, it's going to be okay because God says it's going to be okay, mm. right? Um, God, God is with you. So it's okay to say those, those affirming words, but connect them to Christ, connect those affirming words to Christ. We, it's not going to be okay just because we say it's okay, right? but because God says these two, these things shall pass, Hmm. right? Uh, That God says he has something good in store for you. God says you are a beloved child of his. And so, so these are the words we need to share with our friends when they're worried. Um, but then we also connect them to the people who 
who can care for them. Um, not just us, but also adults in their lives, their pastors, their Christian teachers, uh, if need be a, a Christian counselor um, that can help them help them understand where this worry is or anxiety is rooted um, and how to have healthy responses to that. Um, and, and some of those some of those can be very physical things, right? Deep breaths, um, putting things into perspectives, right? Remembering the promises God has already fulfilled in your life and the, and the times when those worries have, have already been overcome um, and, 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 you know, the evidences that God has been at work. Um, there are some things that we can do just on a, on a very small scale um, without professional medical help, but it's good to let adults know so that if the professional medical help is needed, um, it can be accessed, right? Fantastic. That makes a lot of sense. Um, anything else about worry? Uh, I think just final verse, right? Um, so I, I mentioned um, some a passage earlier, but I think, so I have, I, First Peter, First Peter five. I have my Bible open to it, um, but First Peter five six and seven uh, says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you." Right? Um, what a what a wonderful promise uh, to be able to, and what a wonderful opportunity to be able to cast your cares on Christ. He wants to carry them for us. Right. He doesn't want that to be a burden of ours. And so every time we feel that burden, every time we we get trapped in that that intellectual mind game. Right. What if what if what if um, we can answer the what ifs, the what ifs are answered in Christ. They are answered in his sacrifice. They are answered for our future. Um, we know the answers. And, and yes, minute by minute, there may be some things that that we don't know, but we do know that we have a God we can trust in to, um, to handle all of those situations. Absolutely. And that, that refocuses us so that when we start to chase those things that take away from life to, to cope with our fear, as if we have to be gods here, we can remind ourselves, we can be reminded that we have a God who cares for us. And, and so all of those things that we chase after to find comfort, they're, they're, they're a pale shadow of him who has conquered death. Absolutely. Michelle Bauman, the director of Why for Life. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, if you guys are listening, go check out Why for Life on Instagram. Follow them. They're on the TikTok now doing really good stuff too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for inviting me. Have a good one.